Fellowship Church. Let's talk. We are in 1 Samuel chapter 16. So if you have your Bible, that's where we're going to begin. I'm sure when you get to 1 Samuel 16, this is probably one of the more famous passages of Scripture or chapters as you think about the life of David. It is fun uh, to be able to be remind ourselves that God uh, does not always look on the outward appearance, but on the heart. And uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, but as you come to this chapter, there's a couple of things I want to point out to you um, before we jump into that whole part of David and his brothers. I was just reading and looking through First uh, Samuel 16. And so Saul's been rejected as king. And now the Lord said to Samuel, how long will you grieve over Saul since I rejected him um, from being king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go, and I will send you to Jesse, the Bethlehemite. For I have selected a king for myself from his sons. But Samuel said, how can I go when Saul hears of it? He will kill me. It's interesting, um, as I read over this again, God has already done all this, um, his planning, his sovereign will. Um, He's ordained that David's going to be the king. And so as you, um, sometimes we get excited about, you know, well, maybe David was a little bit better. He's a man after God's own heart. So it's not always about the outward appearance, but it's about the inward. But really what we can just look at is the sovereignty of God. God already ordained this. And you can maybe spend some time thinking back about Ruth and Boaz. And they've got, they're going to have a son And it's really kind of amazing all that God is going to do in order for David actually to be king. So David's not really the most exciting part about it, but the sovereignty of God, just watching God work um, for the nation of Israel. So the nation of Israel wanted a king. So God said, hey, I'll get, that's fine. You can have Saul. And so what the nation of Israel probably should have been wondering about or thinking their way around, well, wait a second. This guy really doesn't love the God that we love. This guy, guy's not following the God that we follow. Uh, this guy is really living for himself and, and encouraging the nation of Israel to live for himself. And God said, if you want to do that, go ahead. And so they've done that. Now God's going to reject that. And now you're going to go back to Bethlehem. Is it really interesting? As you think about God and how he works, that David's in Bethlehem. I'm reminded in Micah chapter 5 and verse 2, Um, about the word Bethlehem. And that, just for your reference, was written 722 years before Jesus was born uh, in Bethlehem. And so um, Sam is on his way to Bethlehem and the elders uh, are saying, oh no, here comes judgment, here comes Samuel. And uh, so there's some fears if you read on down uh, through there. Uh, verse four, so Samuel did what the Lord had said and came to Bethlehem and the elders of the city came trembling to meet him and said, do you come in peace? He said, in peace, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Consecrate yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. He also consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice as well. Interesting word there, consecrate. Uh, It's just doing a little bit of reading about that. That's kind of washing uh, the outward part of you, your body, uh, your your garments, and then actually uh, the inside as well. They're going to go meet with Yahweh. They're going to go meet with the God of Israel. And so before they go there, they're going to be asked to consecrate themselves. 
before you go and worship. They're going to be asked to clean the outside and clean the inside. Uh, and he also invited Jesse uh, to that sacrifice. Verse 6. When they entered, he looked at Eleb and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed is before me. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or his height or his stature, because I rejected him. For God, for God sees, not as a man sees, for man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. That has been a, a really neat a verse for me for over the years, just saying, okay, God, I want you know my heart, and I'm trusting you, but I really was just thinking this afternoon more and more about that. God, we're really watching, again, the sovereignty of God. Uh, we're not we're not watching David. David's nothing special. Um, he's just going to be the individual that God uses, um, and that God will get the glory from. And so, as you remember, all the other brothers go forward, uh, and none of them are chosen. And then Samuel says to Jesse in verse eleven, "Are these the children? Are these all your children?" He said, "There's remains yet the youngest. Behold, he's tending the sheep." Another cool picture of God and his plan as he's going to choose the king. He's not going to choose the mighty. He's going to choose the shepherd boy. He's going to choose the one that nobody would have picked. Um, and you can be reminded of that as you watch God work um, in, in history. You remind yourself maybe of, of Joseph or Gideon or, or uh, Joshua. Just all the ones that God has, has stepped in and said, okay, it's not going to be you because I don't want you to get the glory. I want to get the glory. And so God will use those individuals. You think back to Ruth and Boaz, as we talked about at the very beginning. All part of God's sovereign plan um, for that for the nation of Israel to step back and say, wow, look at the power of our God. And then even for us today to pause and look at the power of uh, of our God. And, and you know, most of you are reminded, so he sent and behold, uh, brought him in. Verse 12, now he was ruddy and beautiful eyes and handsome appearance. And the Lord said, arise, anoint him, for this is he. Arise, anoint him. This is the one that I have selected. Arise and anoint him. This is the man that I'm going to use. And also remind yourself that as he anoints him, he already knows about all of his failures, all of his sins, all of his stuff that he's going to do wrong, all the unwise choices uh, that he's going to make, um, all the ways he's going to walk away from his God. But God is just going to say, well, I need, it needs to be David, and I've chosen him, and so uh, we're going to use him, and he will be the leader of the nation of Israel. I love 1 Samuel chapter 16. I love just being reminded about, you know, Bethlehem. Um, and so just maybe for you today, be reminded of the servant, the sacrifice, the unlikely. That's the God that we serve and then also to remind you as you think back through 1 Samuel chapter 16, trust your God today. Trust the God of Jacob. Trust the God of David. Now, trust the God that you read in the word of God today. Trust that he's in charge today. But then also know that it's not about you today. It's about what he's going to do in your life. And trust that. Trust that. I know it's a big word. You maybe hear me use it often. Trust that he's sovereign. Trust that he's in charge. Walk with him today as you're entering into this new day. He does have a plan, and he has given us hope and strength today. But may it be found in him and not in our circumstances or not in the things that are going on around us. So, Father, we thank you for the opportunity to be together through Let's Talk. Thank you for your word that's in front of us today. Thank you that you're powerful and strong and that you know all that's going on. Thank you that you loved
uh, David and the nation of Israel and you allowed him to be the king. And so may we see that you're in charge. May we trust your plan today. May we trust your sovereignty today. And so may we just watch you work in amazing ways and that we would step back and give you all the glory, Jesus. Thank you for this new day. We would need your help today, Jesus, so you ask you for it. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thank you again for joining us for Let's Talk. You have a great day.